Hey y'all, it's Justine Mentor from Mentor Management. I'm an LA-based dance choreographer and educator turned career coach, and I'm all about inspiring, motivating, and educating professional dancers. I'm so excited to bring you Dance Careers Unfiltered, where we chat about the nitty-gritty behind the business side of the entertainment industry. The stuff that people don't know they need to know. Let's dive in. Welcome to Dance Careers Unfiltered. I'm going to be discussing industry standard formatting for resumes in Los Angeles today. This all comes at you for the time of recording, which is in April of 2023. So things may change from here. Things may have looked different in the past, but this is how things are operating at the present moment. I feel like a bit of a nerd because I love talking about this stuff. I really like if you haven't already been able to tell chatting about organization and marketing materials and all things business in this industry. As per usual, I'm going to break things down for you, the why, the when, and the how of resumes in the commercial dance realm. This is definitely specific to LA, so if you're looking for other formats, then there are some other resources out there. You can DM me and I can point you in the right direction. So I haven't quite done an episode like this yet, where it's just pretty black and white and kind of class-based in a way. Most of the time I talk about feelings and diving deep and going into the psychology behind why you're behaving a certain way and the nuances of the performance world. But today I decided to give some black and white information about resumes and not only breaking it down on my end, but also going through some Q&As that have come up a lot in my time teaching and discussing this subject. This seems like a good place as any to remind you of some of the freebies I offer and how to find them. You can find my latest Reels cheat sheet, super great for planning out your reel shoot or just some video content creation at justinementor.com slash reels. I also offer a free class on my concept of the digital dance bag, which is an approach to organizing your online submissions for any kind of job. And of course, you can always jump into a free 20 minute one-on-one consultation that you can find at justinementor.com slash shop. Also, brand spanking new. If you're an avid listener of the podcast, I finally have a way you can support more than you already do by becoming a podcast producer. For $5 a month, fans of Dance Careers Unfiltered who want to support and make a production impact and get their voices heard can visit justcmentor.com slash podcast to learn more. Back to the episode. The first thing that I'm going to get into is the why. Why do we need a resume? Well, the simple answer is to get a job. A resume is a very dry list of your experience, of your background. And by dry, I mean void of personality and void of branding. You don't get to use creative fonts or follow your branding colors or logos. You know, this is an Elle Woods and her pink perfumed resume. It's really cut and dry. And if it's done right, you can spot a correctly formatted industry resume from a mile away. You need a resume every single time that you submit yourself for a job, whether that job is a teaching job, choreography job, dance job, acting job, whatever it might be. You have to show the evidence of why you are a successful fit for that job. If you've been following me along for a while, you know that I use a term often and it's the proof is in the pudding. I think that if you're going to be about it, you got to show it. And especially nowadays when everything is about online presence and what you're able to show visually, it's 
more important than ever to have the evidence of what you can and can't do, what your background is, what the vibe is, what you're going to be bringing to the table for any job. And then if we go even further, because of course I need to dive deep here, somehow we also need to dig into why we need an industry formatted resume and not the ones that we maybe learned in high school. The ones I'm talking about are the ones that have your objective at the top, your jobs listed in chronological order, probably descending order from most recent to the past. That is not the resume that I'm discussing today. Although I do have lots of notes about a non-performance resume and what that should include and not include. So if you are ever interested in that, you can certainly hit me up. I also discuss non-performance resumes and other formats in my online course inside Mentor You, where we discuss pretty much every facet of your creative business life. So backtracking, in LA, you are expected to have the right kinds of materials to represent yourself, really anywhere you're pursuing a career. If you show up with one of the resumes that I discussed right now, like the non-performance resume with an objective and lots of years and a description of your job duties and all of that, then they're going to know that either A, you haven't been here very long, or B, you aren't professional enough to have the right formatting of your resume for the entertainment industry that you're in. So you need one in order to represent yourself in the right way, maximize your opportunities, and show yourself in the best light possible. Beyond that, you also need a system in place because a resume is something that you will change very, very often. Unlike your headshots and reels, this is one of the materials that will be in constant flux. We'll get into systems later and organization, but this is definitely something worth mentioning from the top. Let's get into the nitty gritty. How are you going to be formatting this all important document? Number one, it needs to be in a three column format. So what this means is you're going to need three columns as opposed to only one paragraph formatting. The left-hand column will be the name of the project or job. For example, Super Bowl halftime show featuring Katy Perry or The Sound of Music or a video campaign for Spanx underwear or whatever it might be. You get my drift. The second column, the middle one, is your role within the project. So for example, dancer or background or ensemble or Rebecca or whatever the role is. That one is pretty self-explanatory. You don't need to make it fancy or complicated or overthink it. The right column, the third column, is usually the director or choreographer and can also be a producer or production company or the name of the theater. If you don't know any of the other crew, it's really essentially who hired you? Who did you work for? In order to fit all of this information onto one line, because all of this needs to be only one credit per line, you need to change your margin sizes, your left and right margins to half an inch. You can make this change whether you're using Google Docs or Microsoft Word or Pages, whatever software you're using. I don't recommend any other software programs to do a resume. Personally, I always go for Google products because I'm a Google nerd. The three column formatting is only for credits. I repeat, the three column format is only for your credits. It's not for your training or your special skills or anything else that you choose to include in your resume. Some other musts. Your credits always go first, so make sure you list those before you get into any training or special skills. 
Then at the very top, your name should be large and legible. Underneath your name, you need to have your contact info. FYI, please put a star by this. Do not include your mailing address, and that's for safety reasons. Then right align your steps. There are some slight variances in how people like this done to include like what to include in your stats. But my preference and the general industry standard here is height, eyes, and hair. Not necessarily in that order. Let's jump to the training section. This is a bit of an up for grab section in terms of how you format it. And that is okay. The one rule that I would say for this section is that needs to be easily legible and consistent. So let's say you're only including dance training and you want to separate it by genre or style, then you can use bullet points or you can tab over and then you can kind of differentiate between those styles. Maybe you can include teachers within those styles. I'm going to pause right here and go into a very frequently asked question, which is who do I include in the training section of my resume in terms of teachers? Like, Do I only put the people that I've extensively trained with like on a week to week basis or can I put master classes or can I put people who I took on convention once or twice? So I don't think there is a perfect answer to this. And what I mean by that is probably everyone will have their own opinion on how to do this. And again, that is fine. But this is my opinion. And if you're here, maybe you value it in some form or fashion. But like I always mention, I've streamlined my methods, and so those are the ones that I'm going to talk about. My answer to this question is to include the names of the teachers who you've had extensive training with, like way more than one time in a regular class, or if you've been taking the class weekly in an open class setting for maybe three months or more. I don't think there's a hard and fast answer on that. I think if they know you, then that could also be a good indicator if they've had a large impact on your training and who you are as a dancer, then I would say include them. The next note I have on that is if you have taken a masterclass, then just go ahead and list it as a masterclass. Do a masterclass column or line and write the name of the people whose classes you've taken. So it's very clear that that's the kind of training you've had with those particular people. Then I would say the same for convention teachers. What I would just do there is just list the name of the actual conventions that you've gone to. Now, if the question is, well, I only went to that convention one time, then I would say, fine, you could still put it. It was still a part of your training experience and it still shaped you in some form or fashion. Plus, those conventions are all weekend long. So a full day of training somewhere or two days or three days is pretty significant. So that's how I answer those questions. Then after your training, you'll include your special skills. My specific rule on that is to only include something that you are ready to audition with like yesterday. So if you have taken, let's say, two voice classes and you're just not quite there, don't include voice on your resume. If it's something that you are really capable of doing, but maybe aren't the absolute best at yet, or you aren't advanced in that skill, then you can list it as amateur X, Y, and Z. So let's say you played volleyball in high school, but you haven't done it in like 10 years. Then I would say you can put beginner dash intermediate level volleyball 
you know, I, I think you can be really just specific on that and what your comfort level is. So if someone's going to ask you to play in a game, then that might be one thing. But if someone's asking you to just demonstrate skills and you can do that, then boom, put it on your resume. So that's the rule for that section. I would also keep it in mind that it's really more movement-based, entertainment-based category. You don't need to get into any computer skills or your typing speed um, because we're in that entertainment industry and you're not applying for a desk job unless you are applying for a desk job and then you would need to see another kind of resume format, not this one. That being said, there's always an exception. So you can include those things if you are insane at it. If you had to use it as your interesting fact when you're introducing yourself somewhere, then I would say it can go on your special skills section of your resume. But again, it has to be something you're ready to audition with tomorrow. Some examples of things that I used to have on my special skills section and some that I've seen other people do, so I can take from that as well. Any dance genre that is out of the conventional norm, like if you can do point or tap or breaking or have aerial skills, I would put in any voice or acting skills that you have on there. Those things can also go under your training if you just want to note that you have training in that specific style, but maybe it's not really a special skill that you have. Then anything in the fitness realm. This is a big one for dancers since we are so well-versed in these subjects most of the time. Yoga, Pilates, weightlifting, kettlebells, TRX, running, any kind of sport, whatever it might be in its movement, I'd say to include that there for sure. Some other fun stuff you can include are like accents and languages that you speak or any other special movement qualities. Again, an interesting factor, fun fact, quote unquote, that you would say if you were introducing yourself and that's what I would include. And side note slash fun fact to myself, I totally used to have hula hooping on my resume. Oh, and one handed cartwheels. Super proud of that one because I am not a gymnast in the slightest. Although I should probably test that out since I haven't updated that one in like 12 years. Anyways, now that we've gone through the formatting of everything, I just want to make sure that we go over how you're going to save it. Your resume needs to get submitted as a PDF document. Put that on repeat. The reason is because everybody can open it on any device, on any platform, and it will remain in the same format that you have saved it as. Then once you have saved it, the file name needs to be very specific as well. So my preference is first and last name, then maybe an underscore or something that says resume and possibly the year that it is currently. This is to differentiate between maybe past versions of your resume that you might have on your devices or just show that it is your most up-to-date version for whoever you're sending it to. Then you need to have a working resume somewhere, the one that you're going to dive into and start editing from. That's really important because you're not going to be editing final versions in PDF. You need to have that version, the working document, in Google Docs, Microsoft Word, Pages, like I mentioned before, and just label it as such. If you've been listening to any of my digital master classes or been to one of my live classes or been a past student of mine, then you know I'm a stickler on this organization and where to keep your submission materials so that you have your working documents and your PDF ready to submit documents all in one place so you can easily find it. Once you have saved those resumes as PDF, whether it's a dance resume, choreography teaching, yada, yada, it needs to be on your desktop and on your phone 
or in some kind of file sharing platform online that you can easily access on the go. That is the bullet point here that I want you to take away from everything. It's great to have a resume, but if you get a audition notice on the go and you're not home, you need to be able to still submit for that job because you might miss out if you don't get to it quickly. And boom, that is what it's all about. The preparation, being prepared so that you can easily submit yourself on projects and have the right materials ready to go when they show up. Always going right back to that quote about when preparation meets opportunity. That is what it's all about. If you are a visual person, which I'm sure most of you are as dancers, I have the commercial dance template pack, which includes three different kinds of resumes, as well as a formatting for a performer bio and submission emails that you can send out for potential jobs. It's a good one. It's available on my site. You can go check it out. Justimentor.com slash shop. It's there. All right, y'all. That's the lowdown on industry resumes. I hope you got caught up and this motivates you to go and update yours. Much love. I'll catch y'all next time. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check out mentor.management on Insta and justinmentor.com slash mentormanagement. That's M-N-T-R-M-G-M-T. Check out the show notes to find links to my offerings and today's guest. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time.